we have the mayor on with us uh, right now. Mayor Lightfoot, uh, as always, thank you for coming on. Hello, Your Honor. Appreciate you very much. Uh, I want to give you uh, just an opportunity to uh, respond to this video, everything you uh, know. And can you give us an idea of the sequence of events that led up to the raid and then after the raid, um, if you have the answer to this, why the videotape was not released by Chicago police? So um, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to uh, come on today. And Let me just repeat what I said earlier today. Um, I, wa- I saw that video yesterday morning um, for the first time. I, I watched it on uh, CBS2's website. I have not seen the entirety of the body cam video. And I had the reaction I think that many of your listeners do. You know, I'm a black woman. I immediately thought about that that could happen uh, to me. Um, yes, I'm the mayor, um, but I'm still a black woman in this world. Um, and I was absolutely um, devastated for uh, Miss Young. Um, and as a human being, as a black woman, as a parent, um, I was appalled by what I saw there. The thought of some police officers breaking down your front door at night while your child at home, all that was horrifying to me. And her clear trauma and pain resonated deeply with me, as I think it has with anybody who's, who's watched it. It was horrific. There's no question about it. Now, this incident happened in February of 19. That's obviously uh, before I became mayor. Um, but the reality is it's, it's appearing on my watch and I take responsibility to make sure uh, that this situation um, is addressed swiftly and that um, there's accountability. Um, my understanding is that um, there was a lawsuit filed by Ms. Young in August of 19 that um, sometime thereafter she personally did file a FOIA request. I, I, I correct my earlier understanding, she did file for a request. There's some confusion about why the body cam video was not given to her. I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. But the bottom line is she did not get it then. She got it in March of this year through the lawsuit that was filed. And um, she's had through her counsel uh, since March of this year. Um, Now, why... um, that came to light the other day. I don't know. But here's what I do know. Over the course of 2019, local reporting demonstrated that there were serious flaws and problems in the way the Chicago Police Department was handling search warrants. I tasked the chief risk officer in 2019 to find out what was going wrong, to look at the policy and to make any policy recommendation changes, and that's precisely what she did. A brand-new policy went into effect in January of this year. And let me give you a couple of the highlights. Um, Independent collaboration has to happen um, when a third party brings information. And a third party can't be somebody who's being paid or otherwise incentivized to provide information um, to the police. So in street terms, you can't get a search warrant on the basis of a snitch that you're paying. Body-worn cameras have to be worn at all times. And if there was a wrong address like this one, 
the new policy requires that a CR investigation must be initiated. So there's got to be an internal investigation to find out what went wrong. The other thing that's um, important is um, rather than having a single supervisor approve a search warrant, as was the policy before, there are now two supervisors that must sign off on the um, search warrant, and the second supervisor has to be at at least at the lieutenant rank, if not higher, and that person has to verify the underlying information that is the basis for the search warrant, and that has to happen before it is sent to the um, the court and the prosecutor for clarification, for uh, uh, for authorization and approval. So, Your Honor, are you saying that because this happened last year in February and though the um, initiatives or the ordinances, the rules that you just installed happened after, are you saying that those officers are have not been disciplined, will not be disciplined, or no. should not be disciplined? What? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just okay. saying as a result of the problems that we're seeing, this case being one of them, we made changes to the policy to correct okay. this problem. What I'm saying is also saying is COPA opened up an investigation in November of 19. I talked to the head of COPA today. Now, I respect the independence of COPA, but I, may, I told her quite clearly, you've had this for a year. Get it done. The public deserves to know exactly what happened, what, what precipitated the getting of the search warrant, why Ms. Young's house was focused on, and then what happened thereafter. And I want that investigation done as quickly as possible because you and I need to know what the facts are. And if there's um, accountability that's going to be had, it's going to be had. I want to make sure that who was responsible for the wrong house being hit by the search warrant, there's got to be accountability for that. I mean, think about it. Our home is our, is our sanctuary. Our Constitution allows the breach of that, but only under a heightened set of circumstances where there is clear information corroborated that there is a criminal activity either going on in the house or that there's evidence of a crime in the house. Those are the only circumstances in which um, this kind of search warrant would ever be allowed. And the fact that we went to the, clearly went to the wrong house is a substantial problem. What what were, and I'm, I'm sure this is in the story, number one, my producer was talking to me while you were answering, so I know I, I asked a question and I didn't hear your answer about why the video wasn't released right away, so pardon me for asking you that question yeah, sure. again if you can. So the the Miss, Miss Young requested the video in the fall of 19, and COPA apparently objected to the release of it. And that's obviously something that we've got to take a look at. But there's also, which I've now just become aware of, there's a state statute that was passed in 2016 that restricts the circumstances um, under which body cam video can be released. The, the CBS2 did a FOIA to the police department earlier in the summer seeking the release of the body cam video. The police department objected, citing that state statute. CBS2 appealed it to the Attorney General's office. And the Attorney General said, no, the state statute governs, and you don't have to release it. Now, um, we've got to take a look at that state statute. But, but apart from that, when the victim 
of something like this happens, as Miss Young was, she should have gotten a copy of the video. She filed a FOIA request. She asked for a copy of the video. She should have been given a copy of the video. And I am having our team take a look at the circumstances as to why she didn't get the video when she requested it last fall. She did get it. She got it in March of this year. She got it through her lawyer requesting it through the the court. Mm -hmm. But she made a request last fall. I was mistaken when I um, spoke earlier today. She did make a request. She should have gotten the, the, the video at that time. And I don't know the circumstances yet as to why she didn't, but I will find out. All right, my other question is, and I apologize, Kim, this is going to be a real quick one. What were the, what were the police officers looking for? Because I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out in this, in this age of marijuana not being a priority, and what were they looking for? Were they looking for drugs? Were they looking for guns? Were they looking for... Weren't they looking for a person? I think, I think that they were looking for, my understanding, and I have not seen the search warrant, um, but my understanding is they were looking for a gun. Okay. I'm sure. All right. Because I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what would warrant this kind of, like, let's raid this, this house. What are we looking for? And, and how do you avoid making this mistake? Obviously, you, you talked about putting in new provisions to have two supervisors. I, I, look, I get it. Bad tips are going to happen, and you, you hope that stuff like this uh, doesn't happen. But the immediate reaction, uh, I can tell you, Mayor Lightfoot, from our listeners, uh, and the message that they are sending out, knowing that you were coming on the show, is they want to see head rolls. So to the degree, to the degree that look, you can look, do the, that. The, vid- the video is horrifying. There's no question about it. I watched that video, and I, I that woman's pain and trauma it, it just it just it goes right through you, right? And I've talked to a lot of people in the last 24 hours who have had very very strong reactions, feeling like not only was her dignity stripped from her, but it just it it. I had somebody say to me today that it felt like they were watching a slave auction, like it. it it conjures up all kinds of horrible imagery that black women have suffered and faced down through the ages. And but I had the, the same reaction. It keeps happening here in the city of Chicago to black people, and I've seen some Latino people. It's, it's symptomatic of a larger lack of respect for black people. And that's the other thing that our callers are saying. They're just so incredibly fed up with being a black person in the city of Mm -hmm. Chicago, being disrespected on so many different levels, not seeing these things happen to other races of people. And that, that, so what is the, how, how do you all remedy this? How, how does the city remedy the disrespect that is happening Chicago used to have 1.2 million black people. By 2030, they're estimating 600,000 black people will remain in the city. It's untenable for black people. And, and, and this is a larger problem, Mayor. Well, this is a larger problem, and there's lots of um, issues that um, are relating to the fact that there's less black people in the city now than there had been historically, not the least of which is we've got to keep focusing on economic development, giving opportunity, um, and working together to improve the quality of life in our neighborhoods. That's a larger issue that I have taken on from day one, but this issue um, regarding this and what I said to the superintendent today, that obviously we need to get Ms. Young's consent. I want this 
video to be shown to every member of the Chicago Police Department. Our Constitution allows us to breach the sanctity of homes only under limited circumstances. But to make it real and, and to understand the trauma of breaking into somebody's house and in the middle of the night, people need to see this. Our officers need to see this. They need to see the pain and anguish that can be caused. This is not a theoretical set of circumstances. It is real. Has a the, woman was hurt. Has, a woman was harmed. And, 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 and they need to understand that. Has the union, the police union, responded at all? Um, not, I, not, to my, not to my knowledge. And I know I've only got about 30 seconds left with you. I did want to ask you, what is the latest on the shooting of retired firefighter Dwayne Williams? And also, uh, Mayor, your uh, thoughts about the uh, uptick in carjackings that are going on in the city? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, One, I think the police department's got some good leads on these crews that are organized and unfortunately using young people. Uh, to do carjackings at, at gunpoint. It's a horrible thing. Uh, the superintendent has put substantially more resources into a carjacking, a task force, and I think we've got some very promising leads. Regarding um, Dwayne Williams, I was at his funeral on Saturday, and the pain that his family is experiencing is something no family should have to go through. Um, he was a good man. It was a black man who worked hard, who took care of his family, who was successful in everything that he did, was a lover of life, and his life was taken from him. I, I'm struck by the words that were spoken by his nephew who talked at the funeral. And he said if those young men had given him five more minutes, he would have been a mentor to them. He would have talked to them about what they needed to do to turn their life around and more to the point what he would have done to help them do that. And the fact that he was shot dead in the street over a car, it's, it's hard to even reconcile that reality for that family, for the Mrs. Uh, Williams, for the four daughters, and for so many lives that he touched, friends and family. He's got grandchildren. It, it, it was a painful thing to bear witness to. I, I believe the police department has some very promising leads. And my hope is that soon we'll be bringing the people responsible to to justice. And on, on carjackings, your thoughts? Yeah, I, as I said, the, the oh, did you? I got to. Uh, yeah, the, the well, before you go, because we don't get it, we don't get a lot of opportunities to speak with you. I've got, I still have to go back. When we're talking about what's happening with African Americans in the city of Chicago, I know mm-hmm. that you you definitely talk about equity a lot. Our callers are begging for equity, real equity in the city. We saw an ordinance passed to assist immigrants, and that is something I'm sure is very necessary to assist that population. But African Americans are having a very difficult time in the city, not just with COVID, but with everything, still with resources, et cetera. So I don't know what committees we need to be on, the real black people in the city of Chicago, who we need to talk to, how we need to be engaged in creating policies. But when, when we're watching that woman, you know, be pretty much assaulted in her own home we know that that could happen to all of us because it is happening only to us we have to figure out some way mayor for this to change in the city of chicago for black people look i agree with you 100 percent. as i said 
you know, I watch that video not as a mayor. I watch that video as a black woman. I watch that video knowing that, but for the fact that I'm mayor, that could happen to me. That could be brought to my house in front of my child. So I felt that as a black woman, as a human being, and her anguish and her cries and her pleading is something I'm never going to forget. I said it earlier today, and it bears repeating here. Ms. Young, I am sorry. That should never have happened to you. Never. Period. Full stop. Mayor, thank you very much for coming on. Mayor Lori Lightfoot on WVON. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate it very much, Mayor.